The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. So we have a direction for you. It's going to be a difficult for some, but it's spiritually centered, common sense direction. And here they are. Be good to yourself. Stop taking how phenomenal you are for granted. Never again allow the sun to set without the realization and affirmed recognition you are a magnificent, manifested miracle of divine presence. Stop beating yourself up over the little things, and while you're at it, stop beating yourself up over the big things as well. Such behavior is a waste of your powerful energy. When things don't go your way or don't quite don't go quite exactly as you want, relax into the awareness that today was simply a day of learning and tomorrow will be a day of demonstrating. Lighten up on yourself. The world's not going to come to an end if you miss a deadline or forget to return a phone call. Give yourself some breathing room and know once in a blue moon, whatever it is, you're going to get it wrong. And you get it wrong not because you messed something up or because you just weren't enlightened. You got it wrong because you needed to get it wrong in the first time in order to get it perfect for the right time. (laughs) Develop. Truly develop a mad, passionate, no-holds-bards, can't-live-without-you, you-complete-me, sickening, codependent love love affair with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Greet every day with profound, life-transforming acts of love, compassion, and kindness for the completely wonderful you. Fade from your vernacular all words of self-detriment or condemnation as such vocabulary has a tendency to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you did not come to this journey for such nonsense. Never again allow the sun to set without the realization and a firm recognition. You are a manifested miracle of source. Holmes writes in the textbook, There is a place in the individual's mentality, in the heights of its greatest realization, where it knows itself, knows itself, with complete abandonment into the very center of the universe. There is a point in the supreme moment of realization where the individual merges with the universe, but not to the loss of their own individuality, but with a sense of, of the oneness of all life so enters the individual being that there is no 
sense of otherness. It is here that the mentality performs seeming miracles because there is nothing to hinder the whole of God coming through. It is here in that wholeness of God coming through. There is no veil of separation between the human and creative source. Your consciousness, consciousness effortlessly demonstrates what some will call miraculous, as there is nothing to hinder this whole of God coming forward. A state of consciousness where there is not the slightest residue of false doubts and fears, self-condemnation. And you'll discover only love remains. Only love remains. Love for spirit, love for self, love for life, love for your entire triune being. And when that happens, and it will happen, that's when you begin to experience the renewal of newness. The renewal of newness. Which is the title of our lesson this morning. And you know, I, I really honor and recognize that this is Easter morning. And I love Easter morning because it means so many different things to so many different people. And it's a day when around the world people honor the story of the resurrection of the master teacher Jesus as well they should. And they delve deeply into the resurrection miracle and all that led up to it. And the resurrection story, of course, is one story of the many miracles attributed to the master teacher. But here's a little known fact about the life of Jesus, the master teacher. With the exception of the story where Jesus went into the wilderness, we will never find, and break out your own little red-letter Bible, I know you have some from your childhood, you will never find, not even once, an instance, with the exception of being in the wilderness, where Jesus set the example of belittling himself, taking himself for granted, not accepting the good of life in the moment it was offered. He did not allow self-condemnation to cross his lips or words and thoughts which would serve as a self-imposed obstacle to the whole of God coming through his consciousness. This individual whose life sets the example of being the manifested miracle for presence is there for us to emulate, to follow the example. And he set this example not through the words he spoke, but by the power of life that he lived. Easter does not represent the passing into death and return. It represents the power and strength to go beyond the end of the physicality of life with a new awareness and vision. Our affirmation card this week is from Dr. Holmes who wrote this, Jesus made it plain that we should do even greater things. He taught us the kingdom of heaven is not reached through the gateway of death but by overcoming our own limited beliefs. 
while here by recognizing the Father within. To tap into this miraculous state of consciousness that is you. Right here now. Always operating as you. A state of consciousness where all things are possible and all things may be overcome. We want to follow the example of the master teachers and release all thoughts and ideas, perceptions, behaviors, which do not honor our oneness with source and serve only to keep the whole of spirit from expressing throughout our journey. So we want to share a little parable with you just in time for Easter. There you go. It's about this husband and wife and they, they go on vacation and they took the wife's mother with them, right? So the husband's mother-in-law, <coughs> excuse me, and while they were, where they went on vacation was Jerusalem, the holy city. Now, this man's wife, or excuse me, this man's mother-in-law was the typical, stereotypical mother-in-law that we all hear about from time to time. She was always saying that he just wasn't good enough for her daughter. He was too cheap. Her daughter should have married the other guy. Well, while the three were in Jerusalem, the mother-in-law suddenly passes away. And the undertaker told the husband, look, we can have her shipped home for $5,000. Or you can bury her here in the Holy Land for only one fifty. And the man thought about this for a moment or two, and, and then he just kind of nodded his head. He came to the realization, and he looks at the undertaker, undertaker and says, you know what? I'll just pay the 5000 bucks and have her shipped home. Undertaker's just flabbergasted. Why would you spend $5,000 to ship her home when you could spend only $150 to have her buried here in the Holy Land? And the man said, well, it's like this. Long, long, long time ago, a man died here, was buried here, and three days later, rose from the dead. <laughs> I'm just not willing to take that chance. <laughs> Here's what we can promise you. We can promise you on this journey there will always be someone like the mother-in-law, ready and willing to take on the responsibility of berating and condemning you. Let them. Let them. Forgive them and move on. Why? Why do these people do this? Why do they exist? They exist because they provide us always with the opportunity to never allow ourselves to be one of those people. To move into the choice of our word. To understand that it is our choice, our word, our thoughts, our actions in this journey, which are the only things that have power over our journey. And when we buy into someone else's stuff, it's like saying, here, take control of my life. 
take control of how my journey unfolds in this moment of now. Ralph Martin said, don't seek merely to get rid of the negative things in life. Instead, transform their energy into a real positive value. Into a real positive value. And that is what the Easter season is all about. It is about celebrating the newness of the moment. It is about knowing that at any moment you can remove any falsely perceived obstacle in your journey and say, wait a second, this journey has nothing, this obstacle has nothing to do with me. Oh, this obstacle happens to be something that I convinced myself of a long time ago. But this obstacle is what they say about me. They aren't important to your story. They have no power over your journey. And the moment you begin this process of releasing the self-doubt, the self-negative talk, the condemnation, the past, the errors you made in the past, the moment you begin that process, that's your resurrection process. You know, when we look at the story of the resurrection and the story of the crucifixion, one of the things I can promise you is this. The crown of thorns represents a crown of false fears, negative speak, self-condemnation. And every nail, every nail represents an acceptance of something no one ever should have said to you to begin with. Because it wasn't their business to. And once you begin to move into that realization, you can end the crucifixion of self and move into the resurrection of the newness of source that you are. That's where we want you to go. We want you to be kind to yourself. We want you to stop beating yourself up. We want you to realize that, yeah, Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. But that was necessary so that you could get it right. You know? And let the past go. Nobody ever made a mistake. Nobody ever lived their life without making a mistake. Except for my oldest sister. That's what she would tell you. Author Joshua Holland said, Responsibility walks hand in hand with capacity and power. Responsibility walks hand in hand with capacity and power. So let me tell you what this dreaded R word is about. This responsibility of am I operating with a barrier between myself and spirit, that has to come through self-realization. That has to come from someone taking the responsibility to do the actual spiritual work. To take the time to say, let me commune with source. Let me do my meditation. Let me do my affirmative prayer work. Let me take the responsibility for living as the essence of source. I know I can come to this journey. I came to this journey to live. Then I can begin expressing my power. Then I can be begin expressing my power. When people move into this awareness, 
and start allowing for the resurrection of their energy, the newness of their being to come forward. They begin to realize that what they have been seeking for that spiritual connection all these years is not a journey to the mountaintop, but a journey to the soul within. It is nothing more than ending the chatter of your mind, turning off the TV, turning off the radio, turning off the cell phone. Oh my God. That's a biggie for a lot of people. They go into withdrawal after 30 minutes. And just being. Just being. Listen, that was the whole ceremony this morning that we did, the White Stone Ceremony. Listening to presence within. Allowing something new to come forward to be expressed as you. Now, you don't need a ceremony for that to occur. Right? You can do that on your own. You can begin setting that intention every single day to allow the power that you are, the expression of God that you are, to be renewed with the sole intention that today I release it all in order to just be to be renewed in the power of source. So where does this foolishness come from? This self-condemnation? This, oh, I'm a bad person because I did X, Y, and Z? There are some that will say it's from family. There are some, some that will say, well, you know, I was brought up in such and such type of church, and the religious dogma was just not open to be saying folks were loving expressions of God. Right? And all that's fine and good, but you ain't there anymore. You ain't there anymore. And so whereas someone or some theology or some someone in our experience may have guided us into accepting that, that self-negative talk, we're now operating as full force, full, full source, knowing that has no control over me. So I need to choose something different. And today I choose to live in the renewal of energy that I am, releasing everything else. So yes, I got it. We all have a past, especially me. We all have things in our life that are individuals in our life that probably were not as supportive as they could have been, so be it. Forgive them and move on. You know, that's another important part of the resurrection story, isn't it? What did, what did the teacher say on the cross? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He forgave them. And when the stone was rolled away, yeah, he met with his followers and, you know, they I don't know, I don't remember the whole thing right now. But they may have p turned some more water into boxed wine or something like, we're going to do Friday. But what did he do after that? He moved on. That's the point of the story. He didn't stick around. He forgave the, det the, the tractors and then he moved on. 
We don't, if we're going to live our divinity, that means we forgive, we release, and we move on. If you're ready to do that, if you're ready to do that today, there will be no stone too big for you to roll away. I like tradition because we don't have much tradition in the New Thought teachings. We all know that, right? And so I have certain things I like to do for tradition around certain times of the year that help make a point of the lesson. And one of our traditions for Easter is to share a letter with you from God. And I don't know who wrote the letter. I don't know where it came from, to be honest with you. So I'm just going to say, accept it as you would Scripture. Or accept it as something, a profound parable to be digested. Fair enough? Here's the letter. <coughs> Let me get into my God voice before we do. Let the shrubbery on fire now. All right, here we go. My dear children, and believe me, that's all of you. I consider myself a pretty patient guy. I mean, look at the Grand Canyon. It took millions of years to get it right. I've been patient through your fashions, civilizations, wars and schemes, and countless ways you take me for granted until you get yourselves into big trouble again and again. I want, you to, I want to let you know about something, some of the things that are starting to tick me off. First of all, your religious rivalries are driving me up a wall. Let's get one thing straight. Those are your religions, not mine. I am the whole enchilada. I am beyond them all. Every one of your religions claims that there is only one of me, which is absolutely true, by the way. But in the very next breath, each religion claims it's my favorite one. And each claims its Bible was written personally by me. And that all the other Bibles are man-made. Oh, me. Okay, listen up now. I'm your father and your mother. I don't play favorites. Also, I hate to break it to you, but I don't write. My long hand is awful, and I've always been more of a doer anyway. So all of your books, including those Bibles, were written by men and women. They were inspired, remarkable people. But they also made mistakes here and there. I made sure of that so that you would never trust a written word more than your own living heart. My spirit is not a historical thing. It's alive right here, right now, as fresh as your next breath. Holy books and religious rites are sacred and powerful, but not more so than the least of you. They were only means to, meant to steer you in the right direction, not to keep you arguing with each other, and certainly not to keep you from trusting your own personal connection with me. 
Which brings me to my next point about your nonsense. You act like I need you and your religions to stick up for me or win souls for my sake. Please don't do me any favors. I can stand quite well on my own, thank you. I don't need you to defend me and I don't need constant credit. I just want you to be good to each other. And another thing. I don't get all worked up over money or politics. So stop dragging my name into your dramas. For example, I swear to me, I never threatened Oral Roberts. I never rode in any of Rajneesh's Rolls Royces. I never told Pat Robertson to run for president. And I never, ever had a conversation with Jim Baker, Jerry Falwell, or Jimmy Swaggart. Of course, come Judgment Day, I certainly intend to. <laughs> the thing is, I want you to stop thinking of religion as some sort of loyalty pledge to me. The true purpose of your religion is so that you can become more aware of me, not the other way around. Lighten up and enjoy me. That's what religion is best for. You look at the petty differences in your scriptures and say, well, if this is true, then that can't be true. But instead of trying to figure out my paradoxes and unfathomable nature, why not open your hearts to the simple, common threads in all religions? You know what I'm talking about. Love and respect everyone. Be kind even when life is scary or confusing. Take courage and be of good cheer, for I am always with you. Learn how to be quiet so you can hear my still, small voice. Leave the world a better place by living your life with dignity and grace. Hold back nothing from life, for the parts of you that can die surely will, and the parts that can't won't. So don't worry, be happy. I stole that last line from Bobby McFerrin, but who do you think gave it to him in the first place? Simple stuff. Why do you keep making it so complicated? It's like you're always looking for an excuse to be upset. Do you think I care whether you call me Yahweh, Jehovah, Allah, Wakantankan, Father, Mother? Do you think I care which of my special children you feel closest to Jesus, Mary, Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad, Holmes, or any of the others. You can call me and my special ones by any name you choose if only you would go about my business of loving one another as I love you. I'm not telling you to abandon your religions. Enjoy your religions. Honor them. Learn from them just as you should enjoy, honor, and learn from your parents. But do you walk around telling everyone that your parents are better than theirs? Each religion is unique for a reason. Each has a unique style so that people can find the best path for themselves. My blessed children of earth, the earth has grown too small for your religious bigotries and confusion. 
The whole planet is connected by air travel, satellite dishes, telephones, fax machines, rock concerts, diseases, and mutual needs and concerns. Get with the program. If you really want to help, then commit yourselves to figuring out a way to feed your hungry, clothe your naked, and protect your abused and shelter your poor. And just as importantly, make your own everyday life a shining example of kindness and good humor. I've given you all the resources you need. If only you abandon your fear of each other and begin living, loving, and laughing together. Finally, when you think of the life of Jesus and the fearlessness with which he chose to live and die, as I love him, so do I love each of you. I'm not really ticked off. I just wanted to grab your attention because I hate to see you suffer. But I gave you free will. I just want you to be happy. Always. Trust in me, your one and only God. So, our letter from God serves to remind us there is vastly far more to universal presence than any one religion or train of thought could ever hope to embody. And this letter serves to remind us to awaken, to live, to thrive in that continual state of renewed newness. We have to be willing to release the foolishness. Be willing to transform our old beliefs and transform them into a new idea which encompasses the awareness to consistently live and create within and as the kingdom of presence. We're going to want to leave behind the earthly concerns of pettiness, fear, injustice, condemnation, sin in the name of religion. W. Clement Stone said, I think there is something more important than believing. Action. The world is full of dreamers. There just aren't enough who will move ahead and begin to take concrete steps towards to actualize their vision. Living as this renewed energy of newness, allowing the whole of God to flow and manifest within our journey means being the whole of spirit in our thought, words, and action. The whole of spirit in our thought, words, and action. In the story of the resurrection, when Jesus' followers went to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. And biblical scholars will say that it was the hand of God that removed the stone. Other biblical scholars will say that Jesus had such a command over the power of the universe that he spoke his word and it rolled away. And then the more pragmatic bi biblical scholars will say, no, no, Jesus' followers rolled the stone away during the night. The reality is, it doesn't matter how the stone got rolled away. That's not the point of the story. 
The point of the story is we, when we allow the whole of, of the good of presence to flow through our entire being, actually living as the Christ consciousness, we exist in an aura of source energy where all things are possible, all obstacles are removed, all negative appearances and suggestions, ideas, are transformed and renewed in the vibrant energy of newness and an energetic activity of transcendence and transformation that takes place first at the spiritual level and then the physical level of existence. Action. Action at the spiritual, mental, and physical level of existence is required for transcendence and renewal. So are you ready to take action? Are you ready to live your intention? To take action on that? You know, prayers and activity of God coming forward through you in the now. But if we're not taking on the action of prayer, then we're not taking on the essence of the divine. If we're not coming forward in a state of awareness that greets each day with, wow, here now I exist as the full potential and possibility of the divine newness of source. Nothing from my past has any hold over me. If that's not how I'm greeting the day, I'm not living, taking action on my divinity. Take a look at that. Prayer is an activity. Meditation is an activity. All the activity of the energy of source. And your daily life, where you go from one minute to the next, is still the activity of presence coming forward to be expressed as you. Got your mind around that one? Oh my goodness. <coughs> and sometimes, when that happens, when source says, okay, Let's do something new today. Let's expand the aura of goodness. It just freaks us out. Oh my God, I wanted to live as a powerful expression of source and now here I am provided with the opportunity to actually live it. This may not be the time. You know, back in January, or excuse me, December, when I was asked to serve on the, the board of directors for the Lost and Found organization. <laughs> I went in and we were setting up or telling about what was going to happen for the kids for the holiday service. And so I just swung by to let them know what to expect. And it was then in that moment that I was approached and asked if I wanted to serve on the board. Now this is after five years of us, our, servant, our community servicing that organization. And my immediate reaction was not, why well, yes, I would be honored. It was to sit down. I had to sit because the, the magnitude, the, of the overwhelming responsibility of what that meant was very heavy in that moment. And all sorts of things ran through my head. Do I do it? Do I not? And then I realized, well, wait a second. You can never outgive the energy of God that you are. You can never out 
spend the newness of source that you are. And so I took a deep breath and I said yes. I said yes. And the rest is history, as they say. But you have to be willing to say yes. Wayne Dyer said, heaven on earth is a choice you must make, not a place we must find. For you to have that experience of heaven on earth, begin to say yes to those opportunities that feel overwhelming. Why? Because those are the opportunities that expand your divinity. Those are the opportunity of the whole of the universe coming forward going, you're ready. You are ready. And if any doubt creeps in, it's time to release. It's time to practice release. It's time to move into an awareness that there may be a little more work to do. The more you practice release of what was, the more you move into the power of now of what is. So we want to begin, or excuse me, end with the way we began. Be good to yourself. Stop taking how magnificent you are for granted. Lighten up. Develop a mad passionate, no-holds-barred, can't-live-without-you love affair with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Greet every day with profound, with profound life-transforming acts of love, compassion, and kindness for the completely miraculous you. And never again allow the sun to set without the realization and affirmed recognition that you, just as you are, are a manifested miracle of source. It is in this awareness that you exist and thrive in a constant renewed state of newness. And in this aura of consciousness, this newness, this potential, that's what makes life absolutely wonderful. Because life is wonderful. And so are you, and so am I, and so it is. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.